We raised our Series A, and then we just did an extension on the round this summer. So we ended up with uh, eight before, and then we added 3.45 this summer, partly because we started to see this kind of opportunity present itself where we needed to put more sales reps. We needed mm-hmm. the quota capacity to actually have the conversations and to, to push the pipeline forward. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Jen Grant. She has a passion for building companies from the ground up and tackling multiple, taking multiple companies to a billion dollar valuation plus. She's been involved with companies such as Google and Box. She led the Google Apps, EDU, Gmail, and book search marketing teams, and she received Google's most prestigious award for her marketing leadership. Jen, you ready to take us to the top? I'm definitely ready. That sounds like an interesting award. Give it context for us. What's the marketing campaign you ran at Google that helped you win that award? Got it. So it's, it's, what's funny is it'll all seem very ancient time to most people. It was when we took Gmail out of beta. So way back when it was invite only and we took, uh, we opened up Gmail to the world. And so we did a global campaign around that and the whole team, uh, received the founders award for, for that work. So it was, uh, cool. You know, back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. Okay, so let's get to where you're at today, which is Appify, yep. A-P-P-I-F-Y-F-P.com if you want to follow along. What's the company do, Jen? So basically, if you remember when it was when you built a website and you actually had people to code it, and then along came uh, Squarespace and Wix, and it became super easy. Well, that's what we're doing with business apps. So it used to be you'd have to hire all sorts of developers. Now you can very easily create a business app for, you know, for whatever business process you want to make more efficient. Okay, interesting. So, I mean, one of my friends we're close with, um, Andrew Gazdecki, built businessapps.com and sold it last year. Are you sort of in the same space, the buildfire.com sort of space? A little bit, although we are a no-code platform, so there's less work required. The idea is that you can uh, work with someone who is the actual person who's out there, who needs a mobile app for something, who can then build the app that makes them more efficient instead of trying to translate all the requirements through a developer and through the code and, and building it from scratch in that way. Fair enough. When did you launch the company? So the company was launched in 2017, and I actually joined in February. I met Hari, the the founder, uh, last summer, uh, and it was uh, right after. So I was, I was the CMO at Looker. We sold Looker to Google, 
And that was a big transition for me. And then that's when I met Hari, who's the who's the founder of Appify. And uh, we're thankful. We're thankful and, for. I was to say we're thankful for Frank for coming on. He came on about right. six I months prior. <laughs> it was a great. It was a really good up. And I even asked him. I said, "Are you in acquisition?" You see his his face when I said, "Are you in acquisition talks right now?" He said that with a straight face. We love more building. <laughs> no, we're gonna keep pushing oh, forward. Funny. I'm like, I'm like, this guy's about to sell for a lot of money. I don't know to who, but he's about. (laughs) All right. CMO at Looker. So that is a brand, by the way, obviously, we don't know Looker, massive multi-billion dollar acquisition. You were the CMO there. So you joined Appify in February, 2020. You could have done anything. If you, Jen, if you have this kind of background, what do you see in Appify that gets you so excited? You know, there are three reasons I joined. The first was uh, my relationship with the founder. So it's so critical to me to work with a great executive team. And Hari was the co-founder of ServiceMax, brought that company to, sold it to GE for a billion. So we have this really great set of experiences that work really well together. So that was probably the number one reason. But I also saw in Appify a number of customers that are actively using the product and actively championing. They're they're very excited to tell other people about it. That's another signal that I've seen multiple times in my career. And then the third is I love platform products. So even though we are focused on a go-to-market where we want to sell to a pain point, which right now we're selling to, you know, mobile workforce. So field sales and field service and people who are out there uh, on customer sites, the platform Appify can actually solve any mobile app issue or any even desktop app issue that, you know, you want to make an app out of. So I love that, that platform product uh, strategy. With COVID, why is that still your go-to-market field sales, field services on customer sites? That's just not happening right now. Well, and that's the thing. It actually is. So when you take field service into consideration, you start to think about all of the things that the machinery that has to keep running. So there are still medical equipment that needs to continue to run. There's still, you know, all of the uh, construction needs to still have cranes. They need to still have the tools. So really a good portion of our customer base is in that essential worker space. And the efficiency of them being able to get in and out of a job quickly becomes even more important because they don't want to be kind of hanging out on a job site. They want to get in, fix the things they need to fix and then get out. Yep. Interesting. Okay. So you joined uh, call it three, four years sort of after official launch. Um, you're now running the company as CEO, correct? Yes. You're excited by what you saw. Is Hari still on the team? He is. Yeah, he is the CTO now and uh, he's running product and engineering and I'm building the go-to-market team. I love that. What's the team size today? How many folks total? So we've got about 45 folks on the team. We have a big engineering team in Bangalore and then we have a smaller go-to-market team in the US. How many engineers total? I think we got about 28 engineers. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's a nice size team. And, and we're sort of at that point of hiring more sales, hiring more marketing, you know, that, that side of the building process. That's what I want to dig into. And maybe I'll start with this question. What's the average customer paying you guys per month, like ARPU right now? Yeah. So our average selling price for enterprises is in the 12K range, 12K ARR. Um, But we do have a lot of SMBs that are in the 1500, 3000K range. So we have kind of a, a, a spread of size of company, which is, Similar to what I saw at Looker, similar to what I saw at Box. It's it's sort of that typical start small, but then grow into these larger companies. 
It's an unfair question because you're clearly tracking cohorts and you have very different motions for each of these cohorts. But if I did force you into an average, it sounds like it'd be something like 200 or 300 bucks a month if you took your full customer base, total revenue divided. That's probably fair. Yeah. Yeah. um, Obviously, we're pushing, pushing, but I'd say we're probably average around 5K a year. So that's, yeah, that gets you to about that. Yep. 400, 500 bucks a month. Okay. So the reason I asked that is because you mentioned salespeople. Obviously you can't put touch on a low ARPU account. The economics don't work unless you do super high volume. You're going to start, it sounds like introduce touch to these 12, $24,000 ACV sorts of accounts. Walk me through how you set quota for your first couple of sales hires. Got it. Yeah. You know, we started in the beginning. So we just started selling last year, Q4 of 2019. And so a lot of the initial quota that we set was at the team level, largely because we didn't know what our conversion rates would be, what it's going to look like. It was just get out there, team, sell it. Now we're starting to put together more structured sales comps, uh, sales compensation strategies. And we're we're now looking at, okay, is the inside team going to sell at the you know SMB or mid-market level? Or are they, you know, or do we want to push them into the enterprise? So we don't really have that kind of big enterprise comp. So we're still at the the 50, 60 K, you know, we're, we're still at the small range for our, for our sales compensation. What do you anticipate? I mean, one of the ratios you want to get right early on 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 building a sales team is the ratio of full on target earnings relative to the quota target. Are you optimizing for sort of the four or five X multiple there? Yeah. So what, what we're really looking for right now is, and again, we're at that early stage. We don't know all of the numbers we were looking for that repeatable motion. So like, is this what an, an inside sales reps will continue to do every month? So we don't quite know, but what we want to optimize for is how do we make them neutral so that we can say, okay, now we're at the neutral point. Now we can start adjusting and saying, okay, let's raise the quota. Let's figure out what are the other sort of levers we need to pull in order to make each of our sales reps uh, more than just neutral <laughs> to the and business. How, how many quota uh, carrying folks on the team today? So we have four. Right Four. now, plus the the leaders, we have three inside sales reps. Plus, we just hired um, what we're calling a strategic account executive, because our land and expand model really does require, you know, we're landing very small. So, okay, we need someone who's kind of a little bit more of a heavy hitter to get in there and make the relationships and that longer term upsell of some of these bigger customers we have. So guys, up until April of this year, I used to pay a full-time designer $3,000 per month to handle things like blog images, podcast logos, slide decks, and things of that nature. And then a guy named Russ Perry came on the show. You guys might remember it. His company's called Design Pickle. And it shocked me when he told me he's basically bootstrapped to 18 million in revenue, serving 3,000 customers. What it is, is they set up a Slack channel for you full of designers. You post design projects and boom, you get results. They do the designs for you. In fact, it is also way cheaper than having someone full-time. I now happily pay for the past three months for Design Pickle. I pay $1,000 per month, and they're so quick turning all my keynotes around, blog posts, featured images, logos, you name it, they do it very quickly. So I said, Russ, we've got to give a deal to my audience. What can you do? And he said, well, Nathan, we saw so many downloads from the show. We'll give your folks 50% off for a limited time. That's $200 in savings. But again, the offer does expire. So if you want to try to get basically a full-time designer, but for just $200 per month, go to nathanlaka.com forward slash design pickle right now. Again, that's nathanlaka.com forward slash design pickle. What does your expansion percentage look like right now? And how's that tie into your net revenue retention overall? So it's our potential is huge. We're still, so I'd say in Q3 
three. Uh, so our third quarter ends, uh, we're actually slightly off. We're on a fiscal calendar. So our Q3 ends October 31st, I think in this quarter and in last quarter, our Q2 quarter is the first time we really saw some of this these upsell numbers start to get there because we had to deploy them first. They had to be happy. And then we had to dig in. So we've seen four of our companies expand, but we have a large number of companies that have expansion potential. And so we're looking at Q4 to really kind of show us that this model works effectively is what we're looking at. So that's great. You know, from a, you know, we, we have also, we have the, Again, the early stage where those first, you know, 30 customers or so, some of them probably are not product market fit. Yep. Yep. Is that what you're at right now? Probably about 30, 30 customers? A churn at the end of the year. Yeah. Whoops. Sorry, Jen, you were cutting out. Is that, that you're, is that where you're at right now? About 30 customers you're testing on? Yeah, we, we started with about 30. We're just at about 45 customers right now. Oh, that's great. Um, but okay. I'd say that first that first cohort of customers had a, uh, a bunch that will churn out at the end of the year because they just weren't a, a product market fit. Yeah. So you're getting in here, though, you're getting in here though fairly early then. I mean, this means you guys are doing something like what, 10, 15,000 bucks a month, you're recurring revenue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You must see you. So yeah, how are they 45 people, 45 people on the team? You guys must've, you must've raised a bunch of money. We did. We raised our Series A, and then we just did an extension on the round this summer. So we ended up with uh, eight before, and then we added 3.45 this summer, partly because we started to see this kind of opportunity present itself where we needed to put more sales reps. We needed mm-hmm. the quota capacity to actually have the conversations and to, to push the pipeline forward to see, you know, what are those moments where we can get that repeatable motion and and get that data really working for us. So yep. we're still at the figuring out stage for sure. Do you think you can get up past, call it like a quarter million dollar ARR run rate by December this year, two, three more months? That's our hope. I mean, that okay. when you look at the pipeline, we're in this, you know, very typical where that Q4 pipeline is big. Yep. And we're sort of, you know, looking at it going like, like all right, like do we have enough people to actually close it all and to continue to bring in the folks there. And and we'll see. I think it'll be a bit, an important part of the growth of the company to see what we can do by the end of this year. Jen, as we wrap up, there's a lot of founders listening right now who are like uh, your now CTO that are looking to recruit talent like you. And they never know sort of like what they, they love you. They find someone like you. They go, well, what should this thing look like? I mean, obviously, it's a big combination, I imagine, of their salary, but there's also real equity upside and incentive. You've already done well, so you don't need to make a bunch of cash. You want to maybe be invested in the company. How should be, people mm-hmm. be think about structuring comp plans if they're bringing in a new CEO like you to lead? Yeah, I think that's important. So, the you know, at this stage, at the post-Series A, when you're looking for you know, typically it's a product engineering founder looking for a go-to-market type CEO, which is, you know, where I would fit in every time. The the conversation to have is with your board and with your main Series A VC investors. So that was the conversation that Hari had. Rajiv is uh, from Mayfield is our main guy. And, um, and so the conversation was between the three of us and figuring out, okay, we're early. What you know, what's the typical market percent of a CEO coming in at this time? You know, it's, it's a, it's a fairly motivating percent, um, but it is fairly standard. Like there is, there is, you know, here's the band and here's, here's what you, what you get. What is the band? Don't talk about, I won't force you to tell me what you personally got, (laughs) but what is the band? Like what, what, I mean, are we talking like 10 to 20% of the company sort of range? What is the band you see? 
post series A, it's usually between six and nine. So it's in oh, that range. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's still, you know, it's not like a huge, it's not a founder percent for sure. Um, but it is large enough to be, to be motivating. Yeah. Sure. And, and no, no, like accelerated investor. It's still one year clear cliff for your vesting typically. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Okay. Very cool. Very interesting story. Let's, let's wrap here with the famous five gen number one. What's your favorite business book? Uh, start with why or number- anything by Simon Sinek. <laughs> <laughs> number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, I still follow Aaron Levy. He yeah. was a great person to work for and still a great person to follow. He's also very funny on Twitter. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Appify? Uh, for, for online tool for building Appify. I think, I don't know how to answer that. My favorite tool is Appify <laughs> where I can build tools. Um, but I'd say the, the, the actual mobile app that I use the most is calendar calendar. Very good. Number very boring. <laughs> number. That's okay. Number uh, four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Oh, that's a good question. I still get seven. I go to bed early. I wake up early. (laughs) And what's your situation, Jen? Married, single kiddos? I have four kids. I'm married. And uh, it's a a circus of a family. That's amazing. And two two dogs, two cats. (laughs) Holy cow. And can I ask how old you are? Uh, I am 47. 47. Last question. What's something you wish you knew back when you were 20? Oh, that not everything matters. <laughs> Guys, there you have it from Jen. Not everything matters from Appify.com, the company doing call between ten dollars and $20,000 a month in revenue, really getting going with their first 45 customers here. They raised $11.3 bucks. Jen just brought in as the CEO. Boy, was she a powerhouse at Looker. Another thing she's done in her past, she was a CMO at Looker, obviously, multi-billion dollar exit there. Frank came on and shared more of that story. But Jen, we're rooting for you. And thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you so much.